ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes. And yes, even foes in the family. It comes with the territory. Daniel Ezekiel, give me a thumbs up on the sound. Daniqua, Danielle, give me a thumbs up on the sound. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, Prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service, family members. My beloved, uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light. Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible episode number 574 where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. Today, beloved, we are reading Proverbs chapter 5, verses 12 through 23. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, help your people to pray. Hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you on this Friday night for giving us a mind to be in the house of the Lord. And Lord, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. 
I thank you, Lord God in heaven, for the privilege, the power, and the peace that comes through prayer. I thank you for your holy word that says, Ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. And Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical uh, blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would indeed, Lord, have continued mercy and grace upon those of us who are saved. And for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures, as we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us, wash and cleanse our hearts and minds and consciences, souls and spirits in the precious blood of Christ, and make us to be whiter than snow. And Lord, help us as your people who are saved and born again to repent, truly repent of our sins. And uh, Holy Father God, we pray also that you would crush and crucify our flesh and the old man within us afresh and anew and fill us, Lord, afresh and anew with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty. Lord of your Holy Spirit, Lord, grant me your energy, your strength, your unction and your anointing and the power of your Holy Spirit to participate in another standing between the living and the dead service. And Lord, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would save the souls of the lost in the church, religious but lost, including my wife, Marika White, and other people on both sides of my family, church-going and even faithful, but lost and on their way uh, to the regions of darkness and hell. And some don't even know it. Some are going to be shocked. And so, Lord, uh, we pray for not only our family, but we pray, Lord, for people in church all around the world who are religious but lost, just as I was so many years ago. And, uh, Lord, I do pray uh, that uh, you would uh, save those who are irreligious, who have not been raised in church, don't know anything about church, have no interest in church. Some even mock the church, open their blinded eyes and unstop their, their deaf ears and save their souls. And, uh, Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving. And Lord, we also pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, Lord, uh, that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell 
uh, and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Uh, that is still in my wife, Marika White, and others in my family, our family. And Lord, I do pray that you would, and uh, of course, Lord, in hearts and lives of thousands, maybe millions around the world, uh, uh, there's something uh, the devil is, specializes in sabotage and betrayal and using people close to those who are doing the work of the Lord uh, to try to hinder them. And if we were the devil, that's what we would do as well. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you will humble, that you will help my wife, Marika White, to become humble and receive your salvation and truly become born again. And Lord, I pray that you would push and destroy the uh, demonic spirits that seek to use her to try to hinder your work and your ministry and others as well. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil, now and tonight in the afterglow. Thank you for, by the way, Lord, a magnificent afterglow on Wednesday night especially. Uh, enjoying uh, pasta and popcorn with my children. And what a blessing that was. And so, Holy Father God, I do pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would uh, indeed help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to... Uh, get our hearts right with you and get back to you our first love. And Holy Father God, I pray uh, for the, I pray for uh, uh, that you would give us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit uh, and lift all burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, and troubles, and problems, and fears from our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our spirits as your people, and fill us with your peace that passeth all understanding, and your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And uh, Lord, we pray that you would deliver us all from our tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions. And Lord, I pray that you deliver us all, uh, Lord, from uh, our spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, uh, family, financial, student loan debt, student progress problems, that we are facing and uh, Lord we pray that you would protect all of your people especially and others as well from a housing crisis, food crisis, medical crisis and utilities crisis. 
And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will indeed bless and protect, Lord, our family tonight and all other uh, families that name the name of Christ around the world, from ourselves, from our flesh, and from the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in uh, uh, the family, in the church, and in the world. Place, Lord, upon us tonight the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow. And Lord, bless our afterglow uh, uh, tonight as well. Glorify your holy name. Lift up your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you can use anything we do, to do that, Lord, please do so. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, Proverbs chapter 5, verses 12 through 23. I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord. Proverbs chapter 5, verses 12 through 23. And say, How have I hated instruction, and my heart despised reproof? And have not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined mine ear to them that instructed me. I was almost in all evil in the midst of the congregation and assembly. Drink waters out of thine own cistern, and running waters out of thine own well. Let thy fountains be dispersed abroad, and rivers of waters in the streets. Let them be only thine own, and not strangers with thee. Let thy fountain be blessed, and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Let her be as the loving hind and pleasant row. Let her breasts satisfy thee at all times, and be thou ravished always with her love. And why wilt thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman, and embrace the bosom of a stranger? For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. His own iniquities shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sins. He shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly he shall go astray. Shall we pray? 
Holy Father God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you so much for your holy word. And Lord, you do sometimes make me laugh when I read certain things. And I thank you, Lord, for a sense of humor. And I thank you, Lord, that evidently you have a sense of humor as well. And I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. However, I pray that you'll help us to always take your holy word seriously and to love it more, to cherish it more, to uh, read it more, to understand it more, to comprehend it more, to love it more, to obey it more, and to apply it to our lives more. And then, Lord, grant us your energy, your strength, your unction, and the power, Lord, of your Holy Spirit. Uh, for, Lord, as you know, I could be uh, lying down now and taking it easy. But uh, you have led me to serve uh, you and people uh, and to give myself to prayer and to the ministry of the Word particularly in this age of the technology that you have wrought uh, because people need all of the help they can get in this day and time. Uh, we are thankful, Lord, after 50 years of murdering babies in this wicked country, um, something good happened today, and I pray Holy Father God, that it will stick and stay and that there will be no more murdering of babies in this country sanctioned by the government. And uh, Lord, we pray that you'll help us uh, to walk according to your word and to do your will and not ours. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members approaching 700 services I believe over 700 services I'll find out for you over 700 services since we started deep into or early on into the uh, coronavirus plague which is still among us my beloved this is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading 
of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David. Uh, this is episode number 153, if you will, of that particular uh, podcast, which we joined together. Psalm 17:3. Thou hast proved mine heart. Thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me and shalt find nothing. I am, I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Thou hast proved mine heart. Like Peter, David uses the argument, Thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. It is a most assuring thing. It is a most assuring thing to be able to appeal at once to the Lord and call upon our judge to be a witness for our defense. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. Thou hast visited me in the night, as if he had said, Lord, thou hast entered my house at all hours, and thou hast seen me when no one else was nigh. Thou hast come upon me unawares and marked my unrestrained actions. And thou knowest whether or no I am guilty of the crimes laid at my door. Thou knowest, Lord. And every Christian man ought to be able to say that. Every Christian woman ought to be able to say that by the grace of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Happy man who can thus remember the omniscient I and the omnipresent visitor, God, and find comfort in the remembrance. We hope we have had our midnight visits from our Lord and truly they are sweet, so sweet that the recollection of them sets us longing for more of such condescending communings. Go ahead, Spurgeon. Go ahead. Lord, if indeed we had been hypocrites, should we have had such fellowship or feel such hungerings? After a renewal of it, thou hast tried me and shalt find nothing. When a Christian man is that way and a Christian woman is that way, you invite people to examine you. You almost dad them, go head on and do what you're going to do because you're not going to find anything. 
Oh, you'll find some faults, some failures that we all have, but nothing worth anything. Go ahead. Surely the psalmist means nothing hypocritical or wicked in the sense in which his slanderers accused him. For if the Lord should put the best of his people into the crucible, the dross would be a fearful sight and would make penitence open her sluices wide. Whatever you're talking about, Spurgeon, go ahead. Sometimes you just go past me. I don't. I, I can't even keep up with you. God bless you. Assayers very soon detect the present of alloy, and when the chief of all assayers shall at the last say of us, he has found nothing. I have nothing on him. It will be a glorious hour indeed. They are without fault before the throne of God. Even here, as viewed in our covenant head, the Lord sees no sin in Jacob, nor perverseness in Israel. Even the all-detecting glance of omniscience can see no flaw where the great substitute covers all with beauty and grace and perfection. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress all those sad lips of ours. My, my, my. We had need purpose to purpose if we would keep them from exceeding their bounds. The number of diseases of the tongue is as many as the diseases of all of the rest of the man put together, go ahead Spurgeon, and they are more inveterate. Whatever that means Spurgeon, you got to put it on, down on the lower shelf sometimes, Doc. Hands and feet one may bind, but who can fetter the lips? Iron bands may hold a madman, but what chains can restrain the tongue? It needs more than a purpose to keep this nimble offender within its proper range. Lion taming and serpent charming are not to be mentioned in the same day as tongue taming. Mm, 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 mm. Go right ahead, Spurgeon. For the tongue can no man tame. Those who have to smart from the falsehoods of others should be the more jealous over themselves. Perhaps this led the psalmist to register this holy resolution. And moreover, he intended thereby to... forever intended thereby to ever that if he had said too much in his own defense 
it was not intentional. For he desired in all respects to tune his lips to the sweet and simple music of truth. Notwithstanding all this, David was slandered, as if to show us that the purest innocence will be be mired by malice. There is no sunshine without a shadow. Go ahead, Spurgeon. No ripe fruit unpecked by the birds. My, my, my. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I thank you, Lord, for your holy word. I praise you and I thank you for your holy word and for your servant that I believe you gave the mother load of unction and anointing to to expound your holy word so powerfully, so truthfully, and so eloquently. Even to this day, he being dead, yet speaketh, speaketh to our hearts and moves our hearts with your holy word. And we give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. Now, Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Help us to take heed to this passage and help us to remember it and to meditate on it throughout the remainder of our life down here. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. There's nothing like a little green tea every now and then. There's nothing like it. I would encourage you to sip on a little green tea every now and then. Not loaded down with a whole bunch of sugar. White sugar or brown sugar. Only honey or stevia. That's it. You can use a little maple syrup. My daughter Danita, when she was little, she wouldn't call it maple, she called it maple. You can use a little bit of that, but you don't need you don't need any white sugar. The white sugar is gonna kill the green tea. Kill it dead. But you you do you. You do as you please. And now beloved, we come to the family segment, what I call and what I have dubbed down through the years, the family verses proper. We did three days regarding spiritual warfare and putting on the whole arm of God and what that means, what that means for the success of your marriage and family. Now, uh, as I have told you, my wife and I, according to uh, the sweet evangelical uh, movement and lies they tell, we thank God for a few who have uh, struck the original match, and, and it's a beautiful thing, but at some point, everybody 
in every marriage, they have to make up their mind that they're going to please God instead of themselves, and they're going to stay together. So my wife and I, according to the uh, standards of today and the sweet evangelical movement, uh, after 30, over 34 years of marriage, we have not had a particularly good marriage. And uh, there are reasons for that. Uh, and I've already talked about those things, and so most of you already know that. Uh, but here's what I will tell you, as I mentioned last night, I think, or the night before. There is, uh, as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, longevity has its place. And I would add, especially in marriage. Because as you grow older, you're going to face some dark days. And little sweet thing, uh, who, don't, who does not understand the value of uh, taking uh, an aspirin uh, if something starts going awry. She does not know what to do. A little 20 five-year-old sweet thing. You know, she may be good in the bedroom, uh, but she may, she's not going to be that good for you on your deathbed. Huh? <laughs> no, sir. No, ma'am. And uh, it is a miracle that my wife and I are facing the empty nest. And I, I'm here to tell you, even if you don't have a great marriage, as some people claim to have, or wherever it is, uh, if, if, if going on dates makes you have a great marriage, if that's what you think it is, whatever it is, you liars. Um, I would rather be married to my bad wife facing the empty nest than having somebody else uh, new and, and we kind of act like we're starting all over again, all that kind of mess. Uh, and I would say the same for you. Huh? You'd be better off with the devil you know <laughs> in the emptiness years. Huh? Yes. So I would encourage you once you get married, commit to going all the way through to the end. And, um, and the only way you're going to do that is by obeying the Word of God and being saved. Now, in a marriage, uh, all it takes is one person to be saved. It would be better if you had two. You have a better marriage. But salvation is so powerful because of the agape love of God that comes through that person, it is powerful enough to hold the marriage together and sanctify the whole marriage and the children. See, yeah, see, because you must understand now, when you get married uh, and you start having sex together, uh, children are going to start coming under normal conditions. So that's a part of your marriage. You understand? So they may turn out quite well just from one person being saved. 
they may turn out quite well. The Bible talks about this. And, 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 and nobody has a perfect marriage. you got two imperfect, wicked, evil sinners. And if there's anything good in them, it's only by the grace of God. Huh? See, so I, I would encourage you, there are things and things that will happen in the future, my beloved, in your marriage, and you think you can get through with a little cute thing, uh, a little cute, cutie pie man, uh, and it's going to break your heart ten times over because you're not with the one you started off with. You, you heard that passage we read earlier from Proverbs, the wife of thy youth. That means not only the wife in your youth, but the wife of thy youth, meaning the one you, you got married to when you were young. And now you're 77, and you're still married. See, going into those dark days and difficult days, uh, empty nest days and all of that you need to be going into those days with somebody who has been on the journey with you for a long time you'll be better off look at me real good some of you people any, any little thing will make you go get a divorce and get with a young thing get with a Sylvia get with a uh, a, a Bo Peep and you, you, you're trying to feel young and, and, and the most uh, guilty people are baby boomers. Baby boomers have a mental problem. Many of them have a mental problem. You should see yourselves trying to be cute like your daughters and trying to be all hip like your son and, you, and won't let your, ha your gray hair grow. Trying to be cute. Thinking that somebody still looks at you. Some of you men who have grown to my age now. If I cut my hair. Even with my gray hair. I would look probably 10-15 years younger. But here's what I have found out. And I don't like it. I'm only 61. But some old geezers be looking at me. Uh, yes, yeah, so even some old white ladies come by in the in the, uh, in the uh, grocery store aisle or come by and say, I love a well-dressed man, all that kind of stuff like that. Girl, get out of here. I'm not interested in that right there. No, I, I, I think I got some more life in me. <laughs> I've had this to happen to me. Oh, you look good. That's not supposed to happen among old people. As far as I'm concerned, we're not on uh, Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey tripping me out. The old geezers trying to get some love. Get out of here. But my children and I, we love Downton Abbey. Like everybody else who has any sense. That's, that's the best of television. I mean, we would cuddle up in the room and watch Downtown Abbey, I mean, da da Downton Abbey, laugh our heads off, man. We just had a time, had a time. 
got some popcorn and had a time with Downton Abbey. Watched the whole thing. Old, old, crusty, big old Rotun trying to find some love. Pardon me? Oh, I, I was just passing by. I feel, kind of felt something. We, uh, uh, honey, baby, child, 75. Uh, we not going to get it on at all. So go on about yourself, about your business. Now, uh, uh, there was a time when young women used to look at me. Younger women, they don't do that anymore. Baby boomers. Uh, stop uh, walking around here deluded, deceived in the thinking that you still got it. You don't have it anymore, baby. Sit down somewhere, pray for your children that you probably messed up because you didn't love them properly. Sit down somewhere and pray for your children. Read the Bible. And pray that they have some grandchildren so that they can bring them by to see you. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 22 and through 24. And this is how you do it. And I know I have a whole bunch of women who don't like me for preaching on this. But the men, I thank God for the men. Most of them are hanging in there with me. They got a lot of pressure on them. They have more pressure on them to try to stop me than uh, I have on me. But they have, they have, they may have told Jezebel, I'm going to, I'll stop them. Uh, but they're not doing it. Because they know better. They, they know that I'm right. And that most marriages are all jacked up with women controlling the men. It's a demon spirit, man. Man and woman. It's a demonic spirit in this world that makes a woman want to rise up and rule over her husband and dominate her husband and give her husband hell instead of some help. Take that other L off. Put P on it. Help meet. Don't bow your head. It is time to pray. It's not time to pray. We're going to pray in a minute. We're going to pray in a minute. Don't worry about that. Don't you worry about that. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband. That's a choice that you have to make. If you're not saved, you're not going to make that choice. You don't have the divine Holy Spirit inside of you that pushes that out of you. See? You've got to be born again. You've got to be saved. I told my wife uh, the other day, I, I, I said, I wondered why God had me to start praying for your salvation publicly. Then I remembered that God led me to tell her, now when these younger children start leaving, and I even told her, I for their own good, I would love for them to go ahead and leave, some of them even a little earlier than the other ones, to get out from under your meanness towards them. That's the main, that's only, there, there will be children, I will still have 
uh, uh, two to three children with me, if it were not for the meanness and the lack of love for her children that coming from their mother. And I told her that. And I said, now, and I've been praying for her for months. Well, for years behind the scenes, but months openly. You know why? Because God saw that we were going to be in the emptiness. <clears throat> and she really needs to get saved now. For that to work. It's one thing to be a devil with seven children in the house. There's another thing to be a devil with one or two people in the house. So you must have your salvation down pat if you don't examine yourself and see whether or not you be in the faith. And lay aside your pride, your stubbornness, your rebelliousness, and go ahead on and submit to the Lord first in salvation. And then you'll find it easier through the help of the Holy Ghost flowing out of you to bite your tongue when you want to say something uh, that you are not to say. To bite your tongue as far as your attitude and spirit showing respect for your husband, submitting to your husband. I know you don't like it, but that's what you need to do. You're not the boss over him. I, I'm already free. You understand me? I'm not trying to get free. I have never let, I've had wonderful women in my life. I've never let, they already knew up front. I've never allowed a woman to rule over me or to boss me. That's not possible. My mama does not boss me. My mother-in-law does not boss me. Nor her wicked sisters. And... My daughters don't boss me. And I love them all. I'm not mad at anybody. But I've never had that problem. I'm trying to, I'm trying to set you free. Because this is a serious problem. The church is messed up. The, your family is messed up because of this right here. These are not my words. These are God's words. And you can fix it up all how you want to. If it's not fixed up based upon the word of God, it's going to come tumbling down either behind the scenes where you're nothing but fake hypocritical folks at home. You don't speak to each other at home. You're mean as the devil towards each other. You pass like ships in the night. You say, preacher, do you... Uh, have you, uh, over 34 years, have y'all ever passed like ships in the... No, uh, no, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh-uh. I wanted to say something else. But I got some brothers who don't want me to say those things. Uh-uh. We're not doing that. I saw my mom and dad do that. We're not, we're not, we're not doing the silent treatment. Now, she can try it, but I'm going to be talking. And uh, she needs to reply. We're going to communicate up in here. And we're not going weeks or a week without sex and all of that. No, 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 no. I feel like saying something else. To no, no, no. That's not happening. I see. I, I, I saw my mom and dad do that foolishness. 
Dr. Tony Evans said at his most painful point in his life when his wonderful wife who did a bang up job with those children you can say what you want <laughs> you can say what you want I mean right now she has two daughters carrying on her legacy beautifully the last uh, women's meeting they had J desperate for Jesus which means they're not desperate for anything else hopefully by the grace of God desperate for Jesus was better than the one some of the ones that Lois Evans did to me that is that is the that's 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 an honor when your children carry on your work like that so beautifully and and and, and credit to Dr. Tony Evans as well that's a beautiful thing So, but it comes from, see, that a lot of that comes from the mother when it comes down to the daughters. That right there, a lot of that comes from the mother. The, the mother did her job. Nobody's perfect. We already know this. I don't even know why we say that. <laughs> so stupid. But, 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 but she did her job. When you get that kind of loyalty and love back from your daughters, mama, did her job. And that's a good thing. So, you need to do your job now. And be the wife and mother that God wants you to be. You have no right to be mean as the devil towards your husband and towards your children. Verse 22. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord and you will not be able to do that without the Lord I would have never stayed married to my wife who is here with me tonight serving the Lord with me or serving at least with me for over 34 years proud Jamaican woman stubborn rebellious mean without the Lord that's all no credit to me. I'm already dead, first of all. It's not anybody who knows Daniel White the third, he knows that he's dead. He's dead. Anybody who knows that. Anybody who knows me knows that. Don't even know how to take me anymore. I got family members who don't even know I have never met this I don't know this person. <clears throat> he's strange to me. You can't do this without the Lord. Sir, ma'am. Hear me real good. You can't do this without the Lord. That's real talk. You can't, you can't do the marriage thing without the Lord for it to be what it should be. And, and with you not passing like two ships in the night. Silently. That's how they pass out there on the ocean. They don't be raving and all that. And, and Dr. Tony Evans, I was going to tell you this. He said at, at the lowest point in his life, only God brought him through. Only God brought him through. He said, you people, you, you, you married couples not speaking to each other. Huh? Not, not playing that game of not talking to each other. The silent treatment. Y'all need to stop that. 
Because see, when 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 the the other spouse dies, you're going to regret all of that. You better talk, communicate. And let me say something to you husbands. That's where you come in at, brother. Huh? Not only do not only uh, should you initiate sex, sir. You need to initiate conversation when she does not even want to talk to you because sometimes she's not even going to want to have sex with you. But you have to initiate that, and once you initiate it, then you 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 you're going on down the road a little piece, huh? <laughs> so you need to communicate. You need to start that sometimes, probably most of the times, most of the time, rather. She want to pull the silent treatment. You don't let her. Do, you don't. You don't let her pull that. You. You're in charge. You talk, okay. And 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 then and and quite frankly, there's some things that need to be done in the house, and, and you're not going to do them. These are jobs that she's supposed to do. Get her working. Remind her she needs to wash the nasty dishes in there that got a, a, a roaches climbing over them. Cook something, at least put something in the in in the crock pot. Put something in the instapot. Thank God for the instapot. Do you hear me? I had an old preacher, Doctor Andrew Hamilton, reminded me of the. I mean, told me about the instapot. He said, he said, preacher, you need to make sure you have an instapot. I said, what? And I went and got one. Oh my my my. Is a workhorse in our house. The Instapot can get it done, and I ain't, I'm not getting paid a dime to tell you that. So that's just one verse. We're going to be here three days, like we are with the, all of the other verses. Wives, choose to submit yourself. If you're not saved, I guess I'm really not talking to you, but you should do it anyway. But you need to be saved. If it's hard to do, get saved. If it's easier to do, but hard sometimes, but you can do it because of Jesus, God, the Holy Ghost of God, the Holy Word of God, who gives you that prompting. See, the Holy Ghost of God gives you that prompting to do the right thing when you don't feel like doing it. So let's pray for all families. Families that know the Lord and families that don't. Let's pray for others as well. And don't sit here and listen to me pray. Some of you are still shocked and bugged out at what I said. You think it's so far that is so foreign to you. You know why? Because you've never heard it from any pastor and preacher. Because they know that you they they would scare you away and you wouldn't give them a thousand dollar love offering, uh, a seed offering, or whatever. These preachers are made up on you folks and have deceived you so they can drive a Bentley. Let's pray. Holy, 
Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for the salvation of all families that don't know you as Savior. I pray for the revival of all families that do. And Lord, I pray that they would start reading your holy word and fall upon this passage and obey it so that they can have peace and order and quiet and productivity. in their lives. And Holy Father God, we also pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving and the mourning. Draw them to yourself for salvation as well. And Holy Father God, we pray that you do that around the world, across this country, in our local communities, in our churches, in our families, and in our lives. And Holy Father God, I pray for all people who name the name of Christ Jesus. Have mercy and grace upon us all, and please forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures of not obeying your great commandment or your great commission. We pray, Lord, for all of the thousands of folks who are lost and not saved in the churches and outside of the churches. I pray, Holy Father God, in the uh, truest sense, Lord, by your grace and only by the power of your Holy Spirit, help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to get back to you, our first love, somehow, some way. Lord, I don't, ever, I don't see it ever being done unless you do it. For so many of us are so messed up in our so-called Christian lives. And Holy Father God, I pray that your Holy Ghost would not give people rest until they come to know you as Savior in the church and outside of the church. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, for uh, all people who are in the ministry of government. This is an exciting day for many people, and this is a sad day for many people. Uh, Holy Father God, we pray for uh, the salvation of the lost in the government, the revival of the saved, and we pray, Lord, that you would cast the demons of hell and the devil from hell out of the lives of many people who are in government. And Holy Father God, some of us as Christians are shocked at the evil of some irreligious people, but we shouldn't be. 
If we would simply read your holy word, we would know more about them and love them more and have more compassion on them instead of trying to pick a war uh, with them. That is not what we ought to be doing uh, and reach them with the gospel. That's what we should have been doing. We have not done so. And that's why we're in the mess we're in today for America. It could have been different, and most people who are saved know that. And uh, Holy Father God, we have failed you. We, many of us don't want to admit it, uh, admit it rather, but we have failed you. We have failed you, God. We have failed you, Jesus Christ. We have failed this country, and we have failed this world. And Lord, is uh, and I just humbly pray that. Lord, you would do something in all of our hearts uh, to not focus on politics, but to focus on reaching people with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that, Lord, you would protect all people who are under persecution and under attack for your truth and for your gospel around the world. Uh, protect us all, surround us with your protection, a band of your holy angels, cover us and cleanse us through the blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow, place upon us the whole arm of God. And Lord, those who are in imminent danger, help them to pray without ceasing. And Lord, grant us your grace in our trying hours and in our dying hours if necessary. Let your will be done. And Holy Father God, we pray now for all of the people, uh, Lord, who are still suffering from the pain and the grief of loved ones getting sick and dying from the coronavirus plague and other plagues now. Now, something called monkeypox is uh, the World Health Organization has raised the level on that uh, and another plague has started because of our sins in the church and uh, because we're so wicked and evil in your church Lord people uh, people who are lost are even more wicked because we have not been obedient to your great commandment and your great commission. And so, Lord, we pray for those millions who are hurting. And, Lord, it's so comforting to know that uh, we can pray for millions and you can touch millions by your power. We don't have to know their names. Would you put your hands up? And Lord, we pray for the family and friends of Albanian resident Kreshnik Fazliu. We pray for the family and friends of Missouri resident Charles Gibson Jr. We pray for the family and friends of Serbian resident 
Sohadi, St. Necker, uh, Jekai. We pray for the family and friends of Mexican resident Lourdes Gonzalez. We pray for the family and friends of Mexican resident Ramon Gonzalez, another family uh, that has been hit uh, with more than one. And Holy Father God, we pray now for all of the people who have sent in prayer requests down through the years. Hear and answer their prayers and hear and answer our prayers for them. We thank you for your holy word that says, Ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And we pray for Tamara. Please help her to get out of poverty for good. We pray for Linda for someone to come and fix their air condition, or that is a uh, big time need for them right now. And Lord, we pray for Henry, please bless, protect, and provide for all Christians in South Korea. Bless Chris spiritually, physically, and financially for your will to be done, for the name of Jesus to be glorified, and for people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And Holy Father God, we pray now for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry. We pray for uh, Gopa, we pray for Joy, Lisa, Lena, Tenzin, and the thousands of others who have made a profession of faith. Help them all to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith and be the Christians that you want them to be. We pray, Lord, for the people who have recommitted their lives to Christ. We pray for Jismi, Marvin, Clayton, Isabel, and uh, S.G. Help them all to stand for you and never to go back to a backslidden state, but to stand for you and for your glory. And now we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, save more people by your holy gospel as they hear your gospel right now. Dear friend, if you're with us tonight and uh, you have never believed in the Lord Jesus Christ for the free pardon of your sins and you want to be saved from your miserable life because sin will make you miserable, and you want to be saved from misery and hell, please allow me to show you how. First, my dear friend, accept the fact that you are a sinner <clears throat> and that you have broken God's law, His Ten Commandments, by lying, by stealing, by lust after people and things. Uh, dishonoring, disobeying your parents, dishonoring God by taking his holy name in vain. Have you ever broken the Ten Commandments of God? I just named five, and you know that you're guilty, and I'm guilty, the Pope is guilty. 
Joel Osteen, the pastor of the largest church in America, is guilty because the Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed before God's standard of holiness. And so we're guilty. And because we have broken his commandments, we have committed crimes against God personally and against God in heaven and against heaven itself. We're on our way to a devil's hell. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin. Death. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. In other words, the paycheck that you're going to get at the end of your life is going to be death. Death, don't let anybody fool you, death is a frightening thing. To be living on this earth with all of this genius that God has put in us, the ability to think and to move and to create robots that some people are saying that they're almost as responsive as human beings. Let me say it that way. We know that they're not. With all of this genius and all of this uh, knowledge and uh, abilities, we're going to die one day. And we're not going to die because of cancer. We're going to die because of our sin. Where we have broken God's commandments and laws. The wages of sin is death. And God wants you to understand God is very loving, yes, and I know you believe that. God is very merciful, yes, and I know you believe that. Loving beyond what we can measure. But you need to understand that God, if God allows you to die because of your sin, and he will, you're going to die. The Bible says it is appointed on the men once to die. Dying is a terrible thing. It is not uh, uh, what some philosophers say, a, 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 a uh, uh, some kind of a, um, thing that is somehow good. It's not good. It is the ending of life, the termination of life. It's a bad thing. It is a point on the man who wants to die, but after this, the judgment. The same God who will allow you to die from this beautiful ball called earth is the same God who will 
uh, allow you to go to hell if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior on this earth. Now, I want you to understand that. God is very loving. Jesus is very loving. And they have proven that. And all you have to do is believe in Him to be saved. It is not going to stop your death here on earth, but it will stop you from going to hell to spend eternity. And it will allow you to go to heaven even though you don't deserve to go. So thirdly, please understand solidly and accept the fact that you are on the road to hell right now as I speak. I know it may be hard to believe. And some of you are saying, I don't believe that because I believe God is too loving to put us in hell. Your unbelief will not change the fact that you are on the road to hell right now. If you have not believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and, and if you have not repented of your sins. For Jesus Christ preached more on hell than all of the prophets and all of the apostles combined. Why? Because he knows that's where you're going. He made hell for the devil and his angels, not for us. But if we act like the devil and believe in the devil and follow the devil and do devilish things, we're going to go to hell with the devil. You know, you can't go to heaven. You understand that? Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 43-48, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell. This is how serious and how terrible hell is. You think this is hot. This is air conditioning. This heat that this heat dome that we're under. This is all air conditioning compared to hell, my friend. Hell is a place of torments. Hell is not a place where you're going to party and jam, jam, boogie, boogie like I thought when one day I was riding on the bus with my boys and I told them I'm going to drive the bus to hell because I was trying to be really bad because my dad was a preacher, a popular preacher, and I carried his name and I hated it. I told my boys we, I was going to drive the bus to hell. Even they were shocked. And we're, 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 we're party down in hell. There's not going to be any parties in hell. You won't even be able to see each other. There won't be any middle time in hell, man. No pleasure in hell. <clears throat> you're having, remember now, you're having all your pleasure up here. Into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, plug it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. 
These are not my words. I'm, I'm just repeating what Jesus said. That's what he wants me to do. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched, my dear friends, this is the hell that you're going to if you do not stop by the cross and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God. And so that's the bad news. Now here is the good news. You don't have to join a church to get saved by Jesus. You don't have to be in a beautiful ornate church to get saved by Jesus. I got saved in an Air Force dorm room December the 19th, 1979 after being in church all of my born days. <clears throat> my dad was a preacher, mother was a preacher. I was lost. I was still lost and on my way to hell and they were too. They didn't know any better. My father got saved later on listening to Billy Graham. I hope the rest of my family members are saved. We were raised in church. And sometimes the worst Christians are those raised in church. They have never been born again, many of them. I was not born again. I was baptized. I spoke in some unknown tongue. I shouted and everything and was still lost and on my way to hell. That does not mean anything. Speaking in unknown tongues, listen to me. You're going to speak in more tongues than that in hell. Hear me real good. Jumping and shouting and running around the church does not mean anything. You're going to do a whole lot of running in hell. Yes, that's right. I'm talking about church folks, including pastors and preachers and pastors' wives. Some of you are going to be shocked that your pastor's in hell. Your pastor's wife is in hell. They've never been born again. Religious, serving in the church, serving on this board and on this auxiliary, but lost. And if you follow them home and follow their life, you'll see that they live a lost life. With side pieces and swinging. I, I, listen to me. Most of my church folks uh, don't want me to, don't like for me to say this. Some of the worst people in America are people who were raised, born and raised in the church. Some of the most evil, some of the most perverted, some of the most wicked people are in the church and they need to be saved. I'm preaching to them too. Pastors, pastors' wives, swinging in the church, outside of the church, on Ashley Madison. Hypocrites, phonies, and fakes. Don't let a hypocrite, irreligious person, lead you to hell. But here's the good news. Jesus Christ said it. The most loving words, the most magnificent words ever said, and the most important words ever said in the history of mankind, to mankind, are these words. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life in heaven. Nobody 
can preach it better than Jesus Christ. He preached it first and he preached it best. In those few words, he gave you the history of the good news of the gospel. He was born in the heart of God Almighty who knows how wicked and evil you are, but yet he gave up his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, born of a virgin. No man had sex with Mary before Jesus Christ was born. He is the God-man, 100% God, 100% man. The Son of Man, the Son of God. He never committed a sin in word, in thought, in deed, or in attitude. Unlike us, we are sinning machines. We're sinning factories. We have a sinful nature that constantly produces sins and even creates sins. We're so wicked. Jesus never committed a sin in word, thought, or deed. Don't look at the hypocrite, look at Jesus. Focus on Jesus. Not the pastor caught in a scandal. You focus on Jesus. That's who I'm introducing you to. I'm not introducing you to Dr. Do-Nothing. I'm introducing you to Jesus Christ. Who became the sacrificial Passover Lamb of God. That's Old Testament and New Testament combined. Who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins as the innocent Lamb of God. He suffered, he bled, and he died on that cruel tree for you and me. Was buried because he truly died. He went to hell and went through hell for each and every one of us came out. He rose from the dead early one Sunday morning, proving that he is God, the Son of God. And all you have to do is believe in him and believe in this good news, the gospel. That's all you have to do to be saved. Let your money perish with you. I don't care if you are uh, the Amazon owner, Bezos, billion. He can, he can donate a billion dollars. It won't save his soul to the church. I said he can donate a billion dollars to the church, and it won't save his soul. Elon Musk, same thing. He can give $10 billion to the church. And he won't save his soul. God does not need your money, number one. You don't have enough money to buy this salvation. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend, and thou, you shall be saved. The Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So call on his name right now with me in the sinner's prayer, believing in your heart, not in church membership, not in getting baptized, not in doing some service in the church, simply in Jesus Christ. All of those other things are false gods. They have nothing to do with your salvation and getting born again. Don't worship anything or anybody else but Jesus and Father God. So let's pray to the Father in the name of Jesus Christ.
believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Let's call on his name. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner. And Lord, I admit that I have committed those sins against you. And many more. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. My failures and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart in you, Lord Jesus Christ. As the sacrificial Passover Lamb of God who died for the sins of everybody in the world. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to change. Help me to repent of all of my sins. And help me to turn away from my evil lifestyle. And help me to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your holy name, Lord Jesus Christ, I do pray. And for your sake, amen. Now, beloved, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, and you believed his gospel, his good news, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations for doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, pardon me, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you to help you grow in the faith and be the Christian, be the disciple that God wants you to be. If you have a prayer request, please send that in as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you. Real good is my prayer. Let's all stand for our closing prayer. Let's pray as the music plays. I'll fly away. Holy Father God in heaven, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for what you have done here tonight. And Holy Father God, we pray that one day you will help us all to fly away to heaven 
because we've been saved by your grace. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time.